So, hello, welcome to another edition of Shattered Lives, uh, the Irish Daily Star and Irish Mirror crime podcast. Um, I'm Paul Healy. I'm joined today by John Hand, Chief Reporter with the Irish Mirror. Uh, we thought we'd jump on here because we want to talk about uh, the latest with the bomber Kavanaugh case. It's a hugely interesting case, um, one that really has been going on for the last number of years. Well, it's it, this is a brand new case, but it's spiraled from, uh, I suppose, very humble beginnings in that Bomber Kavanaugh was, I suppose, initially arrested over what you might call a, a Mickey Mouse charge. But really, that was something, I guess, to hold him. And it's turned into something far more dramatic since. But um, just I just want to I don't I don't want to assume that our, our listeners don't know who Bomber Kavanaugh is at this stage. But just to kind of, I suppose, just briefly remind people um, that he is a very senior member of the Kinahan cartel. Uh, has been described in the High Court here in Dublin by Gardaí as being at the top of the tree of the Kinahan cartel um, and would have at one stage be considered to be, I suppose, the number two um, in in the cartel, maybe second to, to Daniel Kinahan in the structure. Very much would have been, I suppose, the leader of the cartel from the, the UK-Irish branch side of things. Um, but really, I, I'd say, like, maybe I'll ask you this, John, like, while we might have kind of known who Bomber Kavanaugh was or heard the name like in 2016, we wouldn't really have known the significance of him at that stage, would we? No, I don't think so. Uh, it, it was definitely, he was known as a younger, uh, volatile kind of thug uh, in mm. his younger years. Um, and he he was, he has a couple of convictions as a young a young man, um, but he it was in 1996. He left. Or it was he was targeted in 1996 by the Criminal Assets Bureau, uh, and he left sometime after that uh, to go to England. And he built his his life and empire in 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 uh, the Midlands in the UK, and mm. he went large largely unnoticed. Um, and I suppose that all comes back to that. We've seen so many fall from that. Um, the pictures that were gotten at David Byrne's funeral. Um, and this mafia-like uh, attempt by the cartel um, to 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 look like this uh, fearsome body, which they are. Um, but my God, how how the Gardaí and police forces across the world have hit back at them. Um, mm. Yesterday was just another mark yeah. of that uh, cooperation between police forces. Yeah, I'll get on to the case in a minute because it is fascinating. And I mean, it, there's just so many more twists and turns in this. There's stuff that came out yesterday, which I was shocked by. Um, maybe I shouldn't be, but I suppose we all, um, I'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> there, there were just some revelations yesterday that I, I was amazed by. But yeah, just, to, I mean, at that stage in 2016, we, we would have kind of known the name, as I say, and we would have known his background and that from his previous criminal convictions but uh, and we certainly knew he was somebody important in the cartel or at the top tier of the cartel but really it wasn't until at least for me I mean maybe you you speak differently to, to what you'd heard it wasn't until um he was really lifted for that particular uh, raid that was done on his house out in Tamworth um that it all came out uh the bells and whistles of exactly just how wealthy this guy was the power that he had um the influence the, the, his his place in the cartel and I, I remember attending that case over in the uk 2019 when he did plead guilty to uh the stun gun that was found in the gaff in this um, huge mansion out in tamworth um he claimed it belonged to his son uh it was a it was a pink 
torch that was actually a, a stun gun in disguise. And we, we did all kind of think this is a bit Mickey Mouse because um, certainly when he was lifted, the talk was it was it was going to be over something much more serious over this seizure of drugs. Ultimately, that is the case. They eventually hit him with those charges. And last year, he was sentenced to 21 years in prison over uh, this 30 million uh, euro seizure of, of cocaine. So that's, that's what he's in there serving at the moment. But then along came this case, um, which really started with, with Liam Byrne, didn't it? Uh, the arrest of Liam Byrne uh, earlier this year. It was June of this year. Yeah, and and of course uh, his, his son, uh, Bomber Kavanagh's son, Jack Kavanagh also. Yes. Um, but I suppose... It, it, it the last time I was on this podcast, I said it was it, that was the last time I was on the podcast was talking about Liam and, and Jack Kavanagh, um, and they had been both arrested in Spain, um, and this bomber case, the the case bombers charged with, and um, it all feeds back into into those arrests as well, um, so yesterday Thomas Bomber Kavanagh was, appeared via video link at Westminster Magistrates Court. Um, and so he's in full Sutton prison and um, he walked into this room uh, via video link and he, he he's in this grey tracksuit and he sat down and to be honest he looked quite relaxed Um, he only spoke to confirm his name, his date of birth, his prison number um, and he just sat back in the chair then um, and perhaps that's just a case of you know, maybe he knows that yeah, the, the shit has already hit the fan um, <laughs> and I, I, I I, I hadn't seen him the last time we when we covered that court case last year. The the way the camera we were obviously looking in from over here, and the way the camera was uh, based, you could only see Bomber in the background, so it was very hard to get a look at him. Whereas uh, yesterday we did, we did good look at him, but yeah, he was, he was quite quite uh, relaxed. Um, and then the five charges were read out. They are conspiring to possess a firearm without a certificate. Uh, conspiring to possess. Am, am, ammunition for a firearm without uh, a certificate uh, and then this is when it kind of started getting interesting conspiring to uh, possess prohibited ammunition and the judge then actually added on that these were otherwise known as dum-dum bullets uh, and essentially they explode on impact um, and then the next charge was read conspiring to possess a prohibited uh, weapon which again the court heard was adapt adapted to allow continuous shots to fire without uh, extra pre pressure being added to the trigger. Um, mm -hmm. And then the fifth one is uh, conspiring to pervert the course of justice. So uh, as you referenced there, you talked about Bomber's his 21 year sentence for that drug trafficking operation and overseeing that. And um, mm -hmm. this all relates back, these charges relates back to that case in, in, in the way of uh, while he was uh, in custody, um, he uh, this the prosecution outlined this yesterday but when he was in custody he made contact with officer officers from the uh, nca via his solicitors um to offer them assistance um with a view of having his sentence reduced that's that's the part that i found extraordinary i, su I suppose in a way we kind of always say they all rat in the end but someone of his stature shall we say position within the cartel it's extraordinary to hear that on the record i suppose that he's coming and offering the police information yeah what was just what was your reaction to that were you just when you heard that in court were you stunned by that 
Uh, to be honest, Paul, it was quite stressful because it was very hard to hear. So I actually, um, I had it taken down and actually I ran another crime journalist that was on it after the hearing just to double check it, you know, I was like, bloody hell, you know, and then it kind of hit home uh, how significant it was. Um, as you say, it doesn't, uh, it just, you don't hear of um, the likes of Bomber Kavanaugh, um, especially with his family ties in, in, in the Kinan cartel as well. Uh, to be speaking to the uh, uh, National Crime Agency, it's certainly significant. Um, and I suppose when he, he then gives the information, the next stage of the, the prosecution's explanation was um, he gives the location of these 11 concealed firearms, which were found in Armagh in uh, May 2021. So um, at, the, at the time, I think the NCA described them as uh, ready to use weapons and um, they included handguns machine guns machine pistols and assault rifle um so that that's the gun find so the prosecutor then went on to start referring to uh Anchor chat um and uh she said data was examined from Anchor chat in respect of a number of handles now the handles allegedly included his son uh, jack Kavanaugh and his uh his brother-in-law uh, Liam Byrne, um, who who the prosecutor said was uh, both were absent uh, and are to be extradited to face um, the court. But um, so she referred to the anchor chat messages and the data, but then she just said, then there was the procurement of these firearms, which she said was solely for the purpose of concealing them and have them brought to the National Crimes Agency's attention for the purposes of a reduction in sentence. And she's speaking there in reference to Bomber Kavanaugh, of course. So essentially, it's it, it's a plot uh, to have uh, to get a reduction of uh, sentence for Bomber Kavanaugh. But here we are where he's charged with it. His son is now uh, is set to be charged with it once he's uh, extradited from the UK, or from Spain rather, and his brother-in-law, Liam Byrne, also. Um, so uh, a very so significant case. Huge, yeah. Now, can I just ask you then, because that's mad. So it's, are they alleging that Bomber Kavanaugh conspired with Liam Byrne and Jack Kavanaugh to effectively have these weapons found by the cops in order to then reduce his sentence in prison. Yeah, essentially uh, what's been alleged is they organized uh, the procurement as well. They sourced and organized, they sourced the weapons, they organized them to be concealed and placed in a certain area. Uh, and Bomber Kavanaugh in turn then tells the NCA, uh, gives them, let's say, secret information uh, about wow. these firearms when in, uh, in what they allege is that uh, he had organized to get them there. So uh, there's also just, should, I should say, sorry, two other men that were two Liverpool men uh, charged as well in relation to the case. And they were before the court yesterday. Um, but I should say uh, both have uh, indicated that they're going to plead not guilty to the charges. Um, I only sat in on Sean Kent's um, uh, case um and third man Daniel McLaughlin, uh, he was later charged at 3 p.m. yesterday. But Sean Kent is a 37-year-old from Liverpool, as I said. He's charged with the same charges as Kavanaugh. Um, and the prosecutor uh, said in terms of uh, he had 
alleged uh, he had used the names Perm, Perm Cleaner and Marco Scafu on EncroChat, uh, and he's accused of arranging the, for the firearms in question to be provided. Um, the prosecution then said, you know, he was communicating via another inmate in Bomber Kavanaugh's prison at the time to give directions. Um, so that that that's the evidence, I suppose, the outlining of the case, um, which I had heard yesterday. That's I, I, bonkers, really. Like, so it seems like it's all egg on his face now because this he, he had this uh, plot, so to speak, to try and reduce his sentence. And if anything, ironically, now he might increase it by tenfold because those charges, they're all very, very serious. So you could see possibly up to another 20 years. I don't know whether it'll end up concurrently or consecutively, but um, you're talking potentially another 20 years in prison if convicted. Yeah, absolutely, and it's. Um, I think it, it's 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 at least twenty. Uh, the UK do have a, a slightly different system where sometimes sentences are given out, and half of them can be served on license when you're released, um, mm. and, and so on. So I, I'm not actually sure of the specifics, but it is. Um, I had a quick look yesterday. It is around twenty years you could be facing, um, or more. Um, and which is it, it, it's just bizarre you see you, you go from 2016 uh, this man at the height of his powers standing alongside he was recognised the Gardaí at the time Gardaí back then uh, classified him as the number two in the cartel mm-hmm. and he's standing alongside Daniel Kinahan um, and then you look just so many years later so few years later and he's, he's locked up and it's just blow after blow for him Um doesn't it show you how desperate, though he must be in prison, that he could, that that this plot, I suppose, was concocted? I mean, it just shows to me. It just shows utter desperation. It shows maybe a realization that you know he's going to spend an awful lot of time in prison, to the point where he would be willing to at least make it appear as though he's willing to cooperate with the police uh, for a gangster to do that. It's pretty desperate. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I suppose I think the the charges are from January twenty twenty to May, uh, or say June twenty one. Uh, so at the time, uh, Bomber was only he was in jail. He would have been serving that sentence for the stun gun, uh, mm-hmm. but obviously he was he knew the 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 situation regarding regarding the drug trafficking. They had so many strands of um of evidence in that case. Uh, where it was so clear that he, he was guilty and he was going to plead and I suppose this appears to be uh, appears that he'd um, allegedly came up with this plot to get a sentence reduced um, and ironically now that's possibly going to take down Liam Byrne uh, who would have been I suppose his number two and would have taken over uh, the operation um, the Kinahan cartels operation in the UK and Ireland while Bomber was in prison and now we've got Liam Byrne uh, in Spain, and he is uh, fighting that extradition, and he'll end up he he will more than likely lose that, end up back in the UK and face the exact same charges that Bomber's Bomber's now facing. Yeah, as will Jack Cavanaugh, uh, Bomber's son. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 mad to think that um, I suppose Liam Byrne had gone uh, abroad, and and so many other cartel figures had gone abroad as well. And Liam Byrne had gone maybe untouched after the Criminal Assets Bureau case, but he was living abroad. He's been hanging around with 
uh, high profile people in England, uh, has been in Dubai for a time. Obviously, Bomber Cabinet, who'd, who'd set up a whole new life there. Um, and then you have figures then in Dubai and so on. But uh, I suppose what this is really highlights that while um, the uh, criminals left Ireland, uh, police forces actually uh, came together in a whole new way and uh, have absolutely have absolutely smashed the the cartel it's not finished yet of course um but one i think that what what is very significant in this whole um uh, case uh, with bomber's previous case and this case it all began and with the others it all began in green oak west dublin in uh, 2017 um with that raid uh, on an industrial unit uh, which eventually uncovered uh, Declan mr nobody nobody brady's um role in the cartel someone who was previously gone totally under the radar um but then they also found the documents which were passed on to the nca uh which eventually led to the uh, uncovering of bombers whole drug operation in the midlands in the uk the whole uh the, the industrial units um where uh, which were being used to traffic drugs in and send cash, uh, cash out uh, back into Europe. Um, mm. And that essentially has brought down Declan Mr. Nobody Brady, Thomas Kavanagh, and uh, now Liam Byrne, that raid on, on the Green Oak. So I think the significance of the Gardaí's work um, and the cooperation with police forces shouldn't go unnoticed. Absolutely. I, know. I think it's massive to see the that cooperation between the guards and the NCA. And, and the NCA have been brilliant in, in all of this. I have to say, in in particularly in... Um, uh, they're very good at highlighting the work that they've done uh, and been very good to the media in, in the sense that when they have carried out these operations, they've informed us of them. Uh, when, when convicted, we were sent... Um, uh, mugshots, uh, you know, mugshots of of, of Bomber Kavanagh. Uh, they very much want to show off the incredible work, and rightfully so, that they've done over the last few years. Like, <clears throat> really, like the 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 feud was the was the watershed moment in a way because it, it woke not only the guards up but uh, police forces across the world to the Kinahan cartel and to the resources that they had across Europe and to the danger that they posed. You mentioned the Encrochat uh, element to this case. Um, that was a huge moment as well. The, 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 there was a massive hack, Encrochat hack around 2020. That, I think, had a, a, a massive contribution to this case in that they, the, the cops investigating, they were already investigating the Kinahans at this stage, but they had got access to all of these chats um, and they were watching them like a hawk, and they were just able to break down their entire operation and effectively spy on them through these through these encrypted uh, phone conversations. And I think that'll be a huge part of this case. I reckon. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it definitely seems to be. It, it, it's probably the cornerstone of the case. Um, the the anchor chat messages. They they alleged that uh, that Jack Kavanagh, um, Liam Byrne. Um, and Sean Kent, anyway, that there were the three I heard in reference to Anchor Chat yesterday in court, uh, were on that. So obviously, yeah, they will have a, the, the Anchor Chat messages will have a, a significant uh, uh, impact on this case, and um, we just have to we have to see with the evidence as well. Uh, as I said, the first two are the Sean, Mr. Kent, and Mr. McLaughlin uh, have indicated they're pleading not guilty. Um, mm -hmm. 
and 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 with uh, Bomber Kavanagh, I, I I didn't hear any indication yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see the back up in court on September fifth. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens from there if there is a plea from Bomber. Um, and like I. I w- I wonder will they will they uh, will this case be stalled by the extradition of Liam Byrne? Will they take those cases together or separately? Um, we don't really know the answer to that yet, do we? But it's it's all part of one case uh, against all of them. Yeah, yeah, um, and we we just don't know. Um, it can sometimes it, it, the Spanish system. I find it really hard to read the Spanish system. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes it can take six, up to six months or even more, maybe, to get an extra, extradited. That's just from my memory. Um, when uh we when Jerry the uh, the Moncoach was arrested initially in August twenty one there, um but he was actually back by the end of September um in it that was to Ireland um it's just it's very hard to read the Spanish system and I I just don't know I can't I can't predict um mm. uh, what will happen there but in most cases people are extradited back um under when when there is an arrest warrant out for them um between the UK and and Spain so you'd have to think they will be back it's just about when um and you don't we just don't know but i suppose another element of this case i suppose worth mentioning as well none of this specific case but in relation to bomber cavana as well like he's this this case ongoing, but there's also the proceeds of crime case ongoing against him, yep. which involves you know his his house in Tamworth, um, this uh, bulletproof house, um, a, a luxurious um, home where there was cash and weapons stuffed down the back of couches and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's I think a home in in Spain I think as well. It's subject to it. Uh, and then there is uh, like a Hugo Boss suits. There is uh, Armani clothes, uh, over a hundred handbags, uh, Montclair jackets, kind of the goose jackets, um, mm. and, and and jewelry, all subject to uh, to to the proceeds of crime um, investigation. The NCA are, are carrying out as well. So you're really you're really hitting them at all sides. It's like obviously the the Irish. Um, or police force and authorities have led in that in, in terms of cr- the criminal assets bureau, but you are cutting them at all all sides, hitting all the proceeds of crime assets, yeah. uh, and while jailing them. Yeah, I, I think this shows that the time where gangsters thought if they flew off to another country that they'd get away with everything is gone. Like, I mean, it's, you've talked about the cooperation between the NCA and the guards. You know, Bomber was not shy about, I mean, he, he didn't hide his wealth. Like he lived, I, I saw I saw the gaff myself, like it was an extraordinary on a main road, this huge big mansion and, and yet no uh, obvious uh, income apart from a front, front sort of car business. Um, like, I think that they just were so arrogant that they thought, you know, oh, they're out of reach of the guards. They're not going, the, the, the UK cops don't even know who they are really. But uh, when you see the cooperation, the level of cooperation between the NCA and the guards, you, you, you see that those days are over. Um, there's no place to hide from them. It's the same in Spain. The Guardia Civil and the Policia Nacional have been, you know, all over the Kinahans. So I, I, if I was Daniel Kinahan right now, I think I'd be really worried because you've got Bomber Kavanaugh quite openly. All right, it was it was part of a, a bizarre plot to save himself. But Bomber Kavanaugh openly talking to the cops. How many other people are talking to the cops um, I think that this really is like a, a huge, massive blow to the Kenahan cartel. 
Yeah, and yeah, as you say, he has to be a worried man. Um, he's, I think, what the the police strategy to the whole um, the whole uh, takedown of the Canon cartel has been uh, to go for the middle uh, middle ranked people and, mm. and take out the middle rank and then go up and and. It's getting very close to Daniel Kinahan now. Um, obviously, Barman Cabinet, but Liam Byrne also as well. It's like a domino effect because in it, it, this case, I think, shows how the pressure that was put on them has caused them to shoot themselves on the foot. Because it's very much like Liam Byrne is going to be taken down uh, by an alleged plot to try and save Bomber Kavanagh. Uh, it's just mad that, that they, they have effectively shot themselves in the foot with this one. Yeah, and and it'll always come back as well to that 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 feud that was so outrageous. Uh, that was such an attack on the state, um, and it, just the recklessness and 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 just the really the stupidity of it as well. Um, there was so many needless deaths in the feud as well. Um, and, and sorry, I shouldn't say that, that every death is needless uh, in that situation, but. It was yeah. just the stupidity of, of that feud that um, will always come back and bite them in the arse. Yeah, I think that was the start of it all, wasn't it? Like, as I said, 2016 was the watershed moment. Like, I, I think, like you mentioned, the photograph of Bomber Kavanagh at the funeral of David Byrne. Um, and that's when the questions started rolling for the media. And I'm sure the guards were looking at him already. But but who is this guy? Why is he over here? What's his significance? You know, yeah, he was married into the Byrne family. Uh, obviously, he's married to uh, a sister of Liam and David Byrne. That's the familial connection. But in his own right, he's an organized criminal on a major scale and clearly was very close to Kinnahan. You could see it in the pictures alone. I want to mention, actually, there was a photo taken by uh, Mick O'Neill, photographer, back in 2016, which really only in hindsight, the significance of it, we looked at it like again and, and pub- it was recently published uh on the front page of the star it was either last year maybe the year before um last year and it's a photo of bomber and kinahan together uh in the days the day or i think it's a day after the the murder of david byrne and they're together in a parking lot we now know that the kinahans had a kind of a crisis summit and they met and they spoke about the next steps where they're going to take this and essentially plotted the murder of eddie hutch who was murdered on the 8th of february bomber kavanagh you can see from that photo was front and center uh, in those discussions in the, those critical days, um, and it shows you this. He was significant the whole way through. Like there was a murder that happened in Majorca, an innocent man, Trevor O'Neill. Um, <clears throat> that was a murder plot to try and take out uh, a member of the Hutch family. Um, it was an unsuccessful plot because they flew in. Uh, a bumbling gunman who shot the wrong guy, and and sadly, Trevor O'Neill, innocent Dublin city council worker, was 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 murdered. Um, one of the most shocking, if not the most, not that you want to categorize them, but definitely one of the most shocking murders of the few because a totally innocent man lost his life. But the information was, or the allegation always was, that Bomber Kavanagh uh, played a role in that, a uh, central role in that, in that he was on that island at the time and. Uh, paid for or, or certainly got had involvement in getting this gunman to the uh, to the island to carry out the murder um so it shows you how centrally involved he was in the feud yes okay the 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 i suppose the the real catalyst of it uh the regency caused uh caused it to spiral out of control but the 
the Kinnan certainly struck back in, uh, in, in force and, and went on to murder 16 more people. And Bobber Kavanagh was a huge figure uh, around that time. Yeah, and even um, it was very close. Obviously, Pater Keating was another uh, key associate in Dublin who we would have uh, not known about a couple of years ago, but um, he he plotted and and uh, with Pater Keating in targeting um, uh, victims of the feud or potential uh, victims of the feud, um, and obviously with James uh, Mago Gately um, mm-hmm. was one of them. Um, but yeah, Bomber had an absolute key role in in orchestrating that feud. Um, it obviously the last the last murder was in twenty eighteen, so there was a stage um, where there was the born the burn organized crime group crew uh, felt they weren't getting backed by the senior echelons of the Kinnahan cartel anymore uh, because of the heat the murders had and the feud had brought. Uh, on onto the cartel, but there was also the the uh, bringing more attention to their legitimate business uh, interests, um, which they were using as part of the, to, to launder money and so on. And, and also, it, we saw the impact Daniel Kinnan had on boxing, but also the the impact and the heat of the attention that crime journalists brought on it, and, and to expose them as this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a criminal in reality who's trying to dress himself up as a businessman yeah i i I, it's fascinating just to watch it all kind of unfold like uh, that's that's why i really felt it was worth doing a pod on this particular hearing because some of the and it's only the opening hearing of this particular case but some of the juicy details that came out just about how they allegedly uh, concocted this plot to, to get Bomber's reduced sentence, I think shows you the desperation of the cartel. If you think back to that 2016 pick and the way that they displayed themselves like this some sort of a powerful mafia, and then the the actions that they carried out in the days following with the the onslaught of violence um, shows you what they thought of themselves and shows you where they are now, the level of desperation. I um, just want to briefly mention the, the prison that Bomber is in, uh, just to show you that I suppose maybe how desperate things are for him. Uh, he's now in one of the most secure prisons in the UK. Uh, you mentioned it there. Uh, just it's uh, HM prison, full Sutton, um, category A level. Uh, they have category B prisoners, but effectively um, the most serious criminals in the UK are imprisoned there and life sentence prisoners, uh, people who are on the upper echelons of criminality are all uh, housed there and spend the majority of their times in their cells. Yes, they do have free time to um, do education and go to the gym, etc. But they, they're largely kept in their cells. Um, lots of famous people or infamous people have served there over the years, including Charles Bronson. Um, so it's it's a well-known uh, high-security prison. Um, when, he was fir- when he first went in for the stun gun, he was only in a, a low-security sort of uh, place in Dovegate, HM prison uh, Dovegate. Um, which had a, a wildlife sanctuary and relative freedom. Uh, not quite like Shelton Abbey here, but close to like an open prison type facility. So it started out all right for him, but now he's in one of the worst places you can imagine. And and you can see based off those charges, uh, the desperation um, maybe that there is to get out. So we'll, we'll be we'll be following it with, with interest. Yeah, September 5th is, is, is the next run of it. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll all be there. And uh I'm watching. Um, hopefully, there is a, a proper hearing on that date. But as you said, it could be delayed. 
uh, or it, it may be ran, ran separately, but it could well be delayed by Liam Byrne and Jack Kavanagh's uh, extradition hearings and uh, cont- contention of those uh, in Spain. Yeah, well, I can't wait to, to see where it all goes. Thanks for uh, joining me, John. I appreciate it with short notice as well. So thanks very much for uh, speaking to me. That was great. Thank you. No worries.